You may have noticed your lefty friends have suddenly gone mum on Donald Trump's alleged nefarious collusion with Russia. That's because after 11 months of incessant accusations that Trump is a Putin puppet, it turns out that the Democrats colluded with Russia. <laughs> you cannot make this up. We will analyze the most egregious political hypocrisy since all of the other parts of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Then Alicia Krauss and Jacob Berry join the panel of deplorables to discuss Kid Rock's abdicating his civic duty, Frederica Wilson's 16th minute of fame, and why men would rather play video games than work. I can't imagine. I'm Michael Knowles, and this is The Michael Knowles Show. This is my favorite news cycle in a very long time. But first, we can't get to it because we've hit the big time. We have finally hit the big time, Marshall. We have a new sponsor. We have someone that is going to keep you employed, keep me in Kofefe and the lights running. And this is a good one. This is Movement Watches. MVMT, but we pronounce it movement, because look, we don't have time for all those vowels. We gotta move, we got places to be, people to see. Movement Watches, it was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Now I've ordered my movement watch. One of the great uh, things about doing this show, obviously Ben hasn't paid me in, in years, but I do get some freebies when we get to try out the products. I have been waiting, I've been salivating for movement to advertise with us. I just ordered the watch from them and I'm actually kind of kicking myself because they have this new line that just came out today, I think, or yesterday called Revolver. And these watches are some of the nicest ones they put out yet. I love watches, I have a nice watch collection, but I hate I despise overpaying for watches. You go into a department store, you pay $300, $400, more than that, $500 for, you know, the watches are nice, but I don't want to spend $500 on it. Movement watches begin at $95, just $95 for a beautiful watch. It's sleek, it's modern, but it's got a pretty cool vintage feel on a lot of their uh, models, especially the one that I got. I got the titanium white chrono, and it should be coming in a few days, so I'll start wearing it then. Uh, it's really cool. The guys who started it, they they figured it out in college. They wanted nice watches. They didn't want to pay a lot for it. So what would you do? Well, you'd start your own watch company, right? That's what they did. Um, you know, they started at $95. Uh, they figured out that by selling them online, you don't need to mark it up like crazy and pay all of these advertising fees and everything like that. So they've sold over 1 million watches so far. This is by far the fastest growing watch company in the world. They've sold a million watches to uh, 160 countries. Uh, it's you know it's really nice. It's the the name of the game here is kind of minimalism. It's not one of those really gaudy watches that like brushes your teeth for you. It's really sleek. Uh, re, re, you can you can wear it up. You can dress it up. You can wear it as your everyday watch. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to twist the arm of our uh, of the people who do our ads and try to get a few so I can uh, play around with them. Uh, the the other nice thing is that today you get 15% off if you use the promo code. And Marshall, what do you think that promo code is? I'd say Kafefe. I'd say it would be Kafefe. So what you have to do right now, you get free shipping, you get free returns, you have to go to mvmt.com slash Kofefe. That is C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Any company that is willing to give you a discount for the word Kofefe, go over there right now and give them some love, man. That is a great thing. MVMT.com slash Kofefe. Now is the time to step up your watch game. If you're a serious person, you got to, you know, you got places to be, people to see. So uh, you, you got to wear a watch. MVMT.com slash Kofefe. Join the movement. All right. That 
Man, I love that promo code so much. That is so good. Okay, I, but they're obviously, they're a great company and you got to support them. So, do you remember, listen, I'm a little older than you, dear, dear listener and viewer. So, do you remember how Democrats have spent the last 11 months breathlessly accusing Donald Trump and Republicans of quote, colluding with Russia. I have no memory of that. You don't remember. I know. People's political memories are very short. Let me jog your memory. Uh, this week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude, possibly, with Russia. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet. States. No puppet. And it's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit no, that the, the Russians have engaged in cyber attacks against the United States of America, that you encouraged espionage against our people, that you are willing to spout the Putin line, sign up for his wish list, break up NATO, do whatever he wants to do, and that you continue to get help from him because he has a very clear favorite in this race. Clinton told USA Today's Susan Page she is, quote, convinced Trump associates colluded with Russia to help her opponent win. She's convinced. Hillary says it, folks. She got it. When has Hillary Clinton ever lied? Let me ask you that. They have been harping on this for 11 months now, and then it just went away. And then just overnight, it just went away. And you don't see it reported anymore. For some reason, it dropped out of the news. My fiance, I was writing the show a few mornings ago. My fiance, sweet little Elisa, came out all bleary-eyed. She said, Mike, what happened to Russia? What happened? What ha I don't know what happened to Russia. Uh, I assumed they stopped talking about it because it ran out of steam. You know, they, they kept trying to imply that Trump, who is a guy that we've known for four decades, he's been in the public eye forever, that he was some kind of Manchurian candidate. Even top Democrats like Van Jones admitted that this was nonsense. Cyber war is real war. So you have an active attack on our country and you have the president-elect cannot find it in himself to say this is wrong and it needs to stop. Hey, man. The Russia thing is just a big nothing burger. Really? You don't think that, uh... There's nothing there you can do. No. The Russia thing's a big nothing burger. There's nothing you can do. So I thought, I assume that was why the, this ran out of steam. They just realized it wasn't going to go anywhere. They used it as a cudgel as long as they could, but that's it. Eventually, you can't, you can't beat a dead horse. No, no, that's not what it seems like now. Apparently now, the reason they've shut their mouths about it is because the Democrats may have colluded with Russia. We've learned that just this, you couldn't write this. You couldn't script a better end to this nonsense that they've been spatting for 11 months. Now, they do this a lot. The Democrats do this a lot. They project onto Republicans the things that are true of themselves. So they harp on forever and ever to say, the Fox News is fake news. You know, it's fake news and you, you don't get reliable news like us. Meanwhile, CNN is running fraudulent stories, a story uh, within the last three months so bad they had to fire an entire news team for it. New York Times, their major story on Trump-Russia collusion, they had to retract it. They had to retract the whole story. Jim Comey said that it was fake news under oath when he was testifying before Congress. Um, the other one that they use a lot is that Republicans are hateful and extreme. So they'll say, you know, you guys, you just hate every your haters, you're bigoted, you're racist, sexist, this, that, and the other thing. Meanwhile, it's almost exclusively Democrats who are torching cities, torching campuses, censoring speech. They have to spend $600,000 to protect 
uh, Ben Shapiro when he comes to Berkeley because he's going to talk about how you shouldn't censor speech. But no, it's the Republicans who are the hateful ones. They say Republicans deny science. Meanwhile, it's the Democrats who are the ones that who insist that a man uh, can physically become a woman as long as he wishes it very much or he imagines it or he identifies as that in some metaphysical way, right? Denying science, fake news, hateful and bigoted. They throw it on us, but obviously uh, it seems to apply more accurately to them. Now, by collusion, I am not just talking about the time that Barack Obama publicly, on video and on microphone, uh, promised the president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, that he would lie to the American people to benefit Russian interests. But to jog your memory, here it is. My last election. That's unbelievable. This is my last election. I'll have more flexibility after my election. I will transmit this information to Vladimir. <laughs> so we caught him on, on a video doing that. But that's not just what I'm talking about. We, NBC News is now reporting special counsel Mueller, who is investigating the Trump-Russia connections. He is investigating also Democrat lobbyist Tony Podesta. Podesta, why does that name sound familiar? Ah, yes, because he's the brother of uh, the chairman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. So uh, apparently Podesta and the Podesta group may have violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a felony, by the way. He failed to disclose lucrative lobbying for Russian interests in the Ukraine. Uh, that isn't all we know. We also know that the FBI had evidence for two years that Russian agents, including a major sleeper cell, was trying to infiltrate the Clinton circle. We know that a Putin-linked uh, Putin bank paid Bill Clinton $500,000, half a million dollars, just a few weeks after Hillary helped American executives travel to Moscow to support Putin's interests uh, to build his own version of Silicon Valley, to build up his own Russian tech industry. Uh, we also know that the Obama administration knew about Russian bribery before cutting a deal to give Russia a major chunk of the U.S. uranium supply. The FBI knew as early as 2009 that the Kremlin had compromised an American uranium trucking company. Russia received $2 million in kickbacks in violation of the Foreign Corruptions Practices Act. Uh, they, Russian nuclear officials transported millions of dollars into the United States with the express purpose of benefiting the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, to try to buy their way into the Clinton Circle and the State Department. We know that, uh, that uh, Obama's Attorney General, Eric Holder, who is the most corrupt Attorney General uh, until his, Obama's next Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, we know that he did not bring charges about this until the nuclear deals were cut. And we know that the first deal, Uranium One, gave Russia control over 20% of America's uranium supply. That is a little bit more than Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton were throwing at Donald Trump. They said, well, there were too many Pepe memes on Twitter. Obviously, they colluded with Russia. Uh, looks like there's a little bit more on Democrats. So sorry, fellas. Proceed with caution. <laughs> Those in glass houses should not throw uranium at Republicans. Let's bring on our panel to discuss this. We have the Daily Wire's own Alicia Krauss and a man you might know from wandering around the sidewalk muttering to himself, Jacob Airy. <laughs> panel, thank you for being here. Thanks. Thank you. Alicia, the question on everyone's mind. Yep. 
who most colluded with Russia? Who is the most nefarious Putin stooge Manchurian politician? Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? I don't know that I can answer that off the top of my head, but can I just shout feminists? Because Emily <laughs> Zanotti had a really great piece over at the Daily Wire earlier today in which she said that feminists actually accidentally touted Russia's propaganda when they planned their whole Women's March thing. <laughs> and I like spent so much time pointing and laughing at that this morning. It just brought me so much glee. And and as the mother on the show today, I would just like to say that no one should ever be throwing uranium. <laughs> Do not throw uranium. Keep it down, kids. And you gave you gave the only answer that I that is better than Democrats, and that's <laughs> feminists. Blame the feminists. I do for everything. Jacob, why did it take so long for the media to cover? the Russia corruption on the left. I noticed there's been breathless coverage on the right. How come it's taken this long? We've known about this for years now. We've known about this for eight years. I think it's partially due to social media and people are going, uh, what aboutism? Like they're saying, you know, when they're saying, oh, Trump's son met with a Russian lawyer or whatever. And they're like, what about Hillary's deal to bring in a, uh, an oil, a Russian oil company to the United States? And now they can't ignore it because before you just had to take the journalist's words for it, right? You had to go to the CNN and go to the New York Times and even Fox News. But now with social media, people are actually uh, calling out the mainstream media for all these mistakes. So now they can't hide it anymore. Now when they're actually uh, perpetuating these, these fake news stories, People are noticing and they're and they're and they're holding them accountable. Do you think it's sinking in with Democrats? Uh, I mean, obviously, Van Jones is admitting it's a nothing burger. But with the rank and file Democrats, do you think it's sinking in that this Trump Russia collusion thing is ridiculous, that it's not going to get them anywhere politically? I think they thought it was ridiculous to begin with. Mm. Uh, again, it's one of those. Uh, look, uh, don't look at yourself in the mirror type type of situations. You know, don't you know the pot calling the kettle black? In this case, I think that they knew it from the beginning, and but now the American people are going. Listen, we want to talk about jobs. Trump won. Let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about our foreign policy, which was disastrous for the last eight years. So I think they've just decided we just need to move on because the American people aren't taking our bullcrap anymore. You watch your language, mister. This is a family I program. It. I love it. My mom would call that imitation cussing, Jacob, so be careful. We do. Even, even, our, uh, even our expletives are wholesome. Yeah. That's, that's what we try to do on a family show. Okay, well, we need to get to one of the craziest Democrats in the entire planet, uh, Frederica Wilson and her 16th minute of fame. We have to talk about why men would rather play video games than do their jobs. Shocking. Uh, we have a lot of other things to cover. But unfortunately, you can't see it. If you are not subscribed to The Daily Wire, you can't see the rest of the show. We have a lot more coming up. If you subscribe right now, you'll pay $10 a month or $100 for an annual membership. You'll get me. You get The Andrew Clavin Show. You get The Ben Shapiro Show. I know. We've heard it a million times. What about this, fellas? What about this? In light of the new... Uh, the new information that's come to the surface that Democrats have colluded with Russia. This leftist tears tumbler. You're going to need about a hundred of these. You're going to have to put them all over your house. It's going to be a Noah-like torrent of salty, salty floods. And you can serve those tears hot or cold. They'll, they'll always be salty and delicious. We can get the Frederica Wilson vintage. We can get the Hillary vintage. It's going to become, you're not going to know what to do with them. You'll get creative and make your own blends. So go over there right now, dailywire.com. Get all the shows, get the ad-free website, and get your Leftist Tears Tumblr. We'll be right back.
Speaking of crazy Democrat conspiracy theories, let's get into uh, Frederica Wilson, a woman who actually does wear a tinfoil cowboy hat. She <laughs> is, uh, and of course it's a Florida woman, right? Florida woman is seeking her 16th minute of fame, politicizing a heroic fallen soldier. She is now calling the incident in which the soldier in question was killed Trump's Benghazi. Here she is. This is going to be this administration's Benghazi. This is going to be Trump's Benghazi, Trump's Niger. I really like this uh, attack that they're trying now. I think the attack is going to fall flat. But what she probably doesn't realize is that by calling uh, this Niger attack Trump's Benghazi, <laughs> she's acknowledging that Benghazi is Benghazi, mm -hmm. right? She's yep. acknowledging that yep. Benghazi is Hillary's Benghazi, which they denied for years, and now it's convenient, so they'll have to admit reality. Um, Washington Post is already jumping on this bandwagon. They're saying there was a fight for an hour or two hours, and Donald Trump didn't do anything. Uh, I mean, the Washington Post has lost any credibility yeah. if it ever possessed any but it is really pathetic it's so transparent and thankfully their friends at google news threw this story to the top of the the heap today global stories worldwide they threw this one right up there yeah. um jacob ha uh, has this sunk in with democrats yet are they ready to admit? Obviously, there's a premise, there's an implication that if this is Trump's Benghazi, then Benghazi was Hillary's Benghazi. Would they be willing to admit that now? Now that Hillary is no longer a candidate, she's not going to run again until 2020 and 2024 and 2028 and 2032. So will they admit that that was a huge failure, both in the event and the cover-up? I honestly think no. I think Cong uh, this congresswoman, I think she slipped. I think it was a Freudian slip. She messed up. I'm sure she probably meant, probably meant to say Iraq or Afghanistan, but just Benghazi popped into her head. I really, I honestly think that it was either that or she's a Bernie sister and she wants someone like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to challenge Trump in 2020. But I honestly, I, I doubt that. I honestly think she's just so kooky. She mm. forgot, oh my gosh, Benghazi happened during the the Obama administration, she it just she just didn't put two and two together. It was disgraceful. They asked her about the controversy and how she's politicized Gold Star families, mm -hmm. and her response was, "I'm a rock star now." Yeah, that that was direct quote. That was ridiculous. And to be honest, she's not a supporter of veterans. She's blocked or attempted to block uh, reforms of the veteran uh, veteran affairs department. She's voted against uh, funding to go to uh, other veteran. Uh, veteran uh, legislation, I'm telling you, she is just playing this up. And like she said, she's a rock star. Mm -hmm. She's a rock star. Alicia, is Niger Trump's Benghazi? Is there any small ounce of truth to that accusation? I'm a big fan of General Dempsey, and General Dempsey had a pretty in-depth uh, press conference yesterday in which some Fox News reporters and, of course, all members of the press were there and asked him very direct questions about why were we there, why did Sergeant Johnson go missing, how did the, the DOD handle it, what was the White House's response, when did the White House find out, and he had answers for all of these questions. Mm -hmm. Questions that if you'd asked the Obama administration the same thing after Benghazi, they did not 
not have the answers to. And they sent Secretary Rice out there on her Sunday show roundup, you know, lying and spreading lies about it. Another thing that they lied about that we've talked about in the news today is Sergeant Bo Bergdahl. You know, mm -hmm. we had Rice tell us that he served with honor and distinction, and now he could go to prison for life because he admitted to desertion, desertion that put his fellow troops at risk. Mm -hmm. So it, I, it I, got six of them killed. Six I, six soldiers were killed looking for the guy. Yeah, and so there there's definitely. I agree with Jacob. I think uh, Congresswoman Wilson maybe had a Freudian slip and didn't mean to say that because not only would this reopen the Benghazi discussion in the mainstream media if they were actually doing their jobs regarding Hillary Clinton's involvement, but President Barack Obama's involvement as well. Yes. And just for, for those of you who are unaware, a Freudian slip is where you say one thing, but you mean your mother. General <laughs> Dempsey did not blame the attack on a YouTube video, I noticed, as, as you pointed out. Is there, forget Trump for a minute and Hillary, is there any way to, to uh, compare what happened in Benghazi to our consulate, uh, first American ambassador killed uh, in decades, and uh, this uh, operation that happened in Niger? Is there any moral equivalence at all? I, are you asking me or Jacob? I'm always asking you. You're with all the answers. If I want lunatic ravings, I'll talk to Jake. No, I, I think, no, there is zero comparison, especially because you saw that Ambassador Stevens had sent hundreds of requests for security. As right. you mentioned, he was a diplomat. There, It was a compound there that should have been protected that the, Depart the State Department totally failed on. This was a DOD mission. This was a military mission. They were there, and it seems as if there was an awful mishap in which Sergeant Johnson came upon the enemy in an area that they didn't expect to happen. And that's why he went missing and they didn't find his body until two days later. And I am a big fan of veterans. I come from a military family. One of my dearest friends is a gold star widow, Jane Horton. And I think that uh, Trump's response to this has not been appropriate, but Congresswoman Wilson should be ashamed of herself. I understand Absolutely. that she has a personal relationship with this family, but you do not use this as a political you know, go ahead. And that's exactly what she's done. And it's really unfortunate. Absolutely right. And, the, you know, I do see the one uh, mistake you made there in your analysis of Benghazi. You clearly missed all of the humor that Ambassador Stevens was putting into his emails. Some people forget that when asked why Hillary Clinton didn't give him the security that he asked for, she said, oh, that old Chris Stevens, he's such a jokester. You'd, that was one of the best things about Chris. You guys don't understand it. But when he was begging for uh, additional security because they were worried about oh, terrorists running, it was just a joke. No it was just deal. a big joke. It was yeah. So I mean, Whatever. just try to try to read the humor a little bit next time, Alicia. It's like you can't. You don't even understand these Clinton emails. Um, okay, we've got to move on. I can't. If we talk about Hillary Clinton anymore, I'm going to rip my hair out. <laughs> the, we need to talk about someone else who has abdicated public service. Kid Rock, I'm sorry no. to say. Kid Rock, he's not running for Senate. We were all looking forward to it. This was the MAGA revolution. This is the next phase of it. I would actually argue, I got to say, I don't think it was the MAGA revolution. I, I know you love you some Donald Trump, Michael. Yeah, of but, course, yeah. But Kid Rock has done more for the Republican Party and presidential GOP presidential nominees than Donald Trump ever did until he ran in 2016. <laughs> Let's not forget he's that. He's been around Kid a Rock, long time. Kid That's Rock true. was out stumping for Mitt frickin' Romney. That's I true. mean, it's hilarious. And then I, my favorite Kid Rock quote of all time is when he was asked what he thought thought about Mitt Romney. He said, "That's a like he said that's like a decent f word, dude." And yeah. it's such a Kid Rock answer. I am really disappointed because I wanted the battles of the late '90s, early 2000s, like music artists, to happen uh, in oh, 2020, or it, whether it was in the Senate race, like Eminem versus Kid Rock. I was really waiting for it to happen. And recently, while listening to Kid Rock when he shouted, "My name is Kid," my four-year-old said, "Why is his name Kid?" And 
And I was like, <laughs> I no don't kid. know because he isn't a kid, but he might be Senator of Michigan one day. <laughs> Senator kid. I know. It is really sad. And by the way, when I think of rock and roll, I do think of Mitt Romney. Uh, you could have you had Snoop Diggity Doo-Wop having some new songs in the election cycle. All of that is gone. I did call this right when it came out. Everyone was, there was a little website that went up, Kid Rock for Senate. Everyone was freaking out. The way you knew it wasn't real is that it was paid for by a company. It was just paid for by a regular old, I forget, it was a record label or his personal company. Uh, It it wouldn't have worked with the FEC. So I I unfortunately had a gut feeling all the way going in that uh, Kid Rock was not going to serve our country (laughs) as we all hoped he would. Jacob. (laughs) <laughs> is this a positive sign for the culture or is it devastatingly sad? <laughs> both. I think that it is both sad and that it is a positive sign That's brave. for the culture. <laughs> How bra- what a brave position you're staking out here. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to have it both ways, but I I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was realistic to begin with. I think that he just did it. He sold a lot of t-shirts, he sold a lot of merch. So he's happy. I think he probably could have gotten away with it if he had ran in Florida or Minnesota. But uh, Michigan, they, they tend to take their politics just a little bit more seriously. Just Some people bit. think that's what Donald Trump was doing, that he was just out there selling hats, and then by the end <laughs> of the joke, he became the president. So maybe Kid Rock could have done it, too. Well, I think you, he really could have done it. I mean, like I when Kid Rock too. has a statement out that like base, just breaks down in layman's terms the importance of smaller government and why big government sucks, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> I mean, I would have relocated to Michigan, where my in-laws are, by the way, so it wouldn't have been too hard just to vote for him, seriously. Well, at least we don't need to move the Daily Wire studios now. That's one good thing. Okay, in, man, nothing sums up 2017 more than this next story. There's a new study out that shows that men are, grown men, are playing more video games now. They're underemployed as a result of it, and that they would, they're actually happier. So they'd rather play video games than go to work, and it's made them happier, which is somewhat surprising. According to research from economists from Princeton, the University of Rochester, and U Chicago, a non-college educated men are spending as much as 40 hours a week playing video games, and evidence shows that the reason they're doing this is because young men like instant gratification, you don't say. Uh, this, is, this is one of the quotes from one of the professors. Happiness has gone up for this group despite employment percentages having fallen. This is like uh, Fox Butterfield, by the way. They would say crime drops despite prisons filling, where they think it's a paradox, but really it makes perfect sense. Yes, happiness has gone up as these men aren't working anymore. Uh, Living with their parents is going up, and that's different than for any other group. Alicia, is there a cultural analog here to anything, or is this something new, or is this something we should be worried about all these young rapscallions playing their video games and listening to rock and roll? Well, it's been a problem that we've had with millennials in general, not just millennial men. This study um, showed that 88% of those men are still going out and getting jobs, but now the number is up to 22% that just really don't care about getting jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I could tell them would potentially give them instant gratification is if you get a job, you get a woman, and then (laughs) you get something else that gratifies you. So maybe you guys should go out and do that because it doesn't just help you as an individual. Studies also show 
PragerU videos have shown that, that men who are married and have a family tend to end up making more money. Men like to make money. They like to feel like they are protecting and providing. Sorry guys, this is a basic instinct that God gave you. So when you do those things, it's going to make you happier in the long run, especially if you like, can invest in your future and the offspring. And in the, it's also going to positively affect the economy. I think millennials all around have really screwed the American economy because they're delaying getting married, having a family, which leads to creating jobs when you buy a house, build a business, et cetera, et cetera. That is true. Making money is a lot more fun than not making money. <laughs> I've spent long swaths of time not making any money. I disagree. And well, that's because Marshall's never gotten the privilege of experiencing <laughs> the other one. But I did because I published blank pages. And it's the best, man. It it's is really just fantastic. It's really a shame that, that you know, <laughs> that that's says the more way about the culture. That's <laughs> certainly true. Well, the, one cultural analog here I do think is, Alicia, you mentioned that sometimes it's nice for young men to have young women to accompany them doing different various Only activities. Only after marriage, Michael. Let's right. not talk Absolutely. about, you know, it's you living in sin show. now. It's a whole, absolutely. Only after marriage and you got to be praying the whole time. But, but. Uh, there is this trend that we've been observing, especially in Japan, that's where a lot of studies have come out, but all over, which is that men are choosing porn over real-life women. They're, you know, once the sex robots come, the whole species is going to die out. Jacob, is this, um, is this the direction the culture is headed, that we're moving toward digital instant gratification rather than engaging with real people and actually producing something? You know, we're shooting people on Halo, but we're not building businesses. We're <laughs> winking over at sex robots, but we're not making our wife happy. I honestly think that this it is going this direction, but I honestly think it'll be in the sh short term. It'll burn out because It'll just, it'll just, everyone will just notice, oh, this is fake. It, it may be instant. Most people want a, a permanent uh, sort of fulfillment mm -hmm. for their soul. So I honestly believe that, yes, we'll see this in the short term and it's devastating and it's quite frankly annoying. Even me as, an, as a nerd, I like making that money, you know? But I would love to see, uh, I would love to see this burn out and I honestly think it will. It's just, it's, this'll, uh, this is a trend that'll pass. Once, uh, once these guys wake up and they realize, oh my gosh, my parents have died and I have no money. That's a really sad way to end the show, but <laughs> you actually do bring up a good point, which is we've seen this in other industries too. Right. You know, for 60 years after World War II, the mainstream news media had this domination of American culture until 2017 when Donald Trump just drowned them all in kofefe <laughs> because people realize they don't want fake things. They want the real thing. They don't want to just be uh, bombarded with a bunch of fake news. Even something as powerful as the mainstream news media, after a while, people get sick of what is fake and they prefer the real thing. Excellent point. Alicia and Jacob, thank you for being here. Thank Alicia you. Kraus from The Daily Wire and Jacob Berry from Muttering Around the Sidewalks. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Today, I should point out, is my fiance, sweet little Alicia's birthday. So happy birthday to her. You can send all of your presents right, to... Yeah, you can say you can, it, the really the best present that you could give her is to subscribe to the Daily Wire, subscribe on Facebook, and subscribe on YouTube, and uh, then you keep getting all of all of that real news coming right to you. Just a steady stream of kafefe. I'm sure that's really all she wants today. And also, speaking of podcasts, you should listen to. 
Andrew Clavin has given me the last role that I'm ever going to get in Hollywood. It's for his new podcast, Andrew Clavin's Another Kingdom. It's a narrative podcast. Hollywood is crumbling. I obviously got my role because Drew was wearing a bathrobe in a hotel room. But that is over now. Hollywood is crumbling. The edifices are falling down. And conservatives now don't have to worry about gatekeepers. And we can make our own art. And we can make our own culture. And you should all support that. And it's also a really fun uh, story. So come on over. It's Andrew Clavin's Another Kingdom. I perform it. I'll never work in this town again. So please enjoy my last role. Get your mailbag questions in for Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. (laughs) 